You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. Today's scripture comes from Proverbs 31. A woman of strength who can find... She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from far away. She rises while it is still night, and provides food for her household and tasks for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruits of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid for her household when it snows, for all her household are clothed in crimson. She makes herself coverings. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the city gates taking his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She supplies the merchant with sashes. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household, and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her happy, her husband too, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her a share in the fruit of her hands, and let her works praise her in the city gates. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I'm not a lectionary preacher. The lectionary is a three-year rotation of scriptures, and every Sunday there are four different scriptures from which a preacher can choose to preach upon. I'm not a lectionary preacher because I'm a series preacher. I I like to preach series. But the thing about uh, the lectionary is it forces you to preach on on passages that you wouldn't maybe normally preach on, And I think there's some value in that. You don't just hear what I like, the the scriptures that I like. 
And so I looked today into the lectionary uh, reading, since we're not in the middle of a series, and I realized that I had preached on all of them recently. So I decided to challenge myself and find a scripture that I wouldn't normally preach on, and this is the one I chose. Why don't I want to preach on that scripture? After all, it's a passage totally devoted to womanhood. The power of scripture is that we all read the same passage, and can all have a different interpretation or a different response. You could read this piece of scripture and think, great, how can I ever live up to that? Or, great, this is how we define what it is to be a woman. Or, great, women are being celebrated the way they should be. Or, great, my wife should hear this scripture and step it up. Or, great, here's the woman preacher talking all about women. I knew it. Honestly, as a working uh, wife and mom and one who has struggled with infertility, I haven't loved this passage. I've always read it as the passage for the ideal woman, and clearly that wasn't me. Now, I'm not one for censorship. I encourage my children to read and discuss with me. I always have. And when they were little, as pastor's kids, people liked to give them religious gifts. And in particular, religious books. In fact, one day, Allison, my daughter, was given the book God's Good Girl, based on Proverbs 31. And on the pages, it said things like, God's good girl helps mom make dinner. And God's good girl helps mom clean the house. And God's good girl helps mom fold laundry. Now those are all good things, things that we have to do, things that we do do, and things that my daughter knows how to do. But I didn't want that to define her, and I didn't want my son to think that that was only what girls did and he didn't have to do those things too. So that book was removed from the bookshelf. <laughs> there are 21 verses in today's scripture passage, commonly known and referred to as a virtuous woman who can find. In the King James word, the word in the King James version, the word virtuous is used. And it's all about how the virtuous woman serves, caring for her husband, using her hands to craft, shopping and gardening and cooking. It's all good and noble work, but it can make any woman who doesn't have a home or a spouse or a children or isn't very crafty or not a particularly good cook feel like they don't matter. It can also make any woman who does have those things feel like they'll never be good enough. But here's the secret. Somewhere along the way, it was decided that these words tell us what a virtuous woman should be. They were, they've been used as words of instru instruction instead of as their intent. Now, the Bible study that I lead uh, that meets uh, once a month um, has looked at several books, read several books by Rachel Held Evans. And um, she's written some great books. She has strong biblical exegesis, exploration of the text. And she's also very funny, like in her book, A uh, Year of Biblical Womanhood. 
And she's written about this passage. And she says, first of all, it's a poem. It's meant to be an expression of celebration about wisdom. Proverbs is a book about wisdom. Wisdom is considered the feminine side of God. And the poem is an acrostic. Each line starts with a letter from the Hebrew alphabet in succession. The purpose is to draw attention to the often overlooked glory of the everyday. Second, this passage of scripture was written for men. It's actually not for women. In Jewish tradition, it's the men who learn the passage, and they sing it as a song of praise to the women in their lives, much like Steve read it today. If you look, you'll see the only instructive language in the passage passage is directed at the male audience. Praise her for all her hands have done. The scripture isn't a command for women, it's an ode to women. Now, as I said, it's commonly known as the virtuous woman, as the King James Version says, or in the NRSV, which uh, Steve read, it's a woman of strength. But the best translation is a woman of valor who can find. Valor isn't about what you do, it's about how you do it, how you treat people, how you live your life as a mother, as a CEO, as a pastor or barista. If you're rich or poor or single or married, do it with valor. Rachel Held Evans said, how you live is what makes you a woman of valor, not if your life is worthy of Pinterest. We see that in a variety of places and actually find this phrase, woman of valor, in another place in the Bible. You know the story of Ruth and Naomi. Ruth and Naomi's spouses both died due to famine. Naomi was Ruth's mother-in-law, and they were left on their own. And tradition said that Ruth should go back to her father's home because Naomi had no other sons for her to marry. But Ruth said, no, I will stay with you. And so, Ruth, a widow who had no children, spent all day gleaning. In the hot, she was hot, she was sweaty, and she was not gleaning her own crops. She worked as a day laborer, and before he ever married her or, had chi- or before she had children, Boaz called her this same term in Proverbs 31, a woman of valor because she lived with bravery, wisdom, and strength, and gave herself sacrificially to help her mother-in-law, Naomi. Ruth was a woman of valor. Diana Allen Kostick grew up in the Bronx with six siblings and a single mother. One January, there was a huge snowstorm. Think about it, all the highways came to a complete stop and people were stranded. Well, Diana and her family lived half a block from the highway, and it was getting dark, and her mom began to worry about all those people who were out there on the highway. And she said to her brother, I will open my house to the stranded people on the highway. Please go and invite them to our house. Thirteen families came, 
The living room was covered with sleeping bags and blankets and pillows. There was a fire in the fireplace. And that morning, there were three pots of coffees, a huge pot of hot chocolate, bacon, eggs, warm, fresh French bread. Diana's mom had made a wonderful breakfast for all of the guests. Diana has always remembered that night and her mom's gift of thinking of others, sharing what she had, doing what she could do making a difference by extending hospitality, loving the stranger. Her mom was a woman of valor. Princess Harris Smith. I learned her full name years later. I just knew her as princess, like Madonna or Prince. She had platinum blonde hair. She wore big chunky jewelry. She taught Sunday school, the fifth and sixth grade, Uh, class at the 11 o'clock service at Newburgh United Methodist Church in Livonia. I wanted desperately to have her as a Sunday school teacher, but I knew I wouldn't because my grandmother taught at the 9 o'clock service. (laughs) Princess led the gathering time, and she would pass out stickers. If you were singing, you got to have a sticker. Often they were the scratch and sniff kind, and they are all covering my third grade Bible in the front covers. Princess could sing, she was very musical, and she could also dance. In fact, she taught the liturgical dance class at the church. I, who was asked not to return to dance class when I was five, (laughs) was going to be a liturgical dancer. It was third grade, not long after my grandmother died, and I was going to be a dancer, and Princess was going to teach me. Okay, I remember learning a few dances, I don't remember ever dancing in public, but I remember the parties. Princess let us have parties around Christmas at the end of the year, and she would let us bring in all the junk food you can imagine to eat at these parties. And so we would gorge ourselves on Doritos and Oreos and ice cream, and we would feel so sick afterwards after eating and eating and eating. And then she'd also bring in her old makeup and she would let us give ourselves makeovers, and we could take some of the makeup home with us. There were about eight of us in the group. I'm pretty sure I was the youngest. Princess always made me feel important. She'd listen to my stories, she'd listen to all of our stories, and she'd tell us her stories as well. We knew that she had been divorced before marrying Bill, and we actually dared to ask her what happened. She didn't shy away. She told us his wedding ring got too tight. I had to go home and ask my mom what that meant. We'd share our problems and she'd share her faith. She didn't have children of her own. But at the end of the year music banquet, she gave each one of us a small gold cross on a chain. It was beautiful and it was 14 karat gold. That was not a normal gift from the church. They didn't just give out 14 karat gold. I knew Princess bought them herself. I didn't know then, but that would be the last year of liturgical dance. I think Princess knew. She'd been diagnosed with cancer, and after a few months, she died. She was never my Sunday school teacher, but she left a faith memory on my heart. And when I graduated from high school, I was one of several who was given a scholarship in her name, funded through the money that she'd left to the church for the children of Newburgh. 
She was kind and generous and a lot of fun. She was a woman of valor. Culture, and even the church, has a way of telling us what is expected, what a typical man or a woman should be. And while society has made great strides to narrow the gap between the two, we still have ideas ingrained in us. But the truth is, we are called to be who God calls us to be. And God promises to provide us for us the whole way. We may be mother or father of the year. We may not be. We may come here with grief or pain or anger or hearts full of gratitude and love and joy. Our loving God calls and equips each one of us and encourages us all to be people of valor, brave, generous, thoughtful, and kind. So women and men of valor, stand up for God has equipped you to be who God calls you to be. Amen. You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.